0: You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. And sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. <laughs> you're welcome Welcome. i am ben i am fraser fraser like razor how are you i'm good happy new year happy new year (laughs) i have had the shits all week oh (laughs) we're going right in with the with the body news going straight in new year new body (laughs) Uh oh how are you feeling today i'm a lot better thank you uh there is nothing i mean we'll get into our our chat about what's been going on, but there is nothing quite like starting a fresh new year ill. (laughs) Well, I feel like everyone's been kind of having, like everyone back in the UK I've been hearing, it's been like the deadly December and everyone's dying basically. So it seems pretty, it seems pretty good, pretty normal. It's also that thing of, I had such an awesome, fun three-week holiday, Mm. like time off, I was either going to be ill then or I was going to be ill at some point. Speaking of uh, holiday and time off and New Year's, should we discuss our New Year's Eve because it was one of the wildest nights of my life. Yes. It was bonkers. So we went to Palm Springs and we went to our friend Michael's parents' country club. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so we went to their New Year's Eve party. It was inexplicably James Bond themed. (laughs) And the theming really only went down to a a few key things. One of them was an ice sculpture. I mean, here... Go on. Okay. (laughs) I here's the thing we were we were so giddy about this event and leading up to it we talked so much about what the james bond theming would be and we were like having lots of guesses and one guess what we're like well i said there has to be an ice sculpture always and someone went oh well maybe it's going to be of a gun what was the (laughs) ice sculpture of it was of a gun i believe it was the actual gun that james bond uses in like the the, uh, like the 60s. I believe it was a Walter PPK. I don't know how I know that information. I just Fuck. do. So they used the correct gun. And then there was, when we were kind of at the bar having cocktail hour, they were handing around the kind of hors d'oeuvres and they were served in a, like a, like a briefcase, <laughs> like an open, an open briefcase being like, shh, don't eat the snacks. <laughs> crucially the ice sculpture gun it wasn't just an ice sculpture <laughs> no it was a luge <laughs> it was a luge and they were making a martinis down it like vodka oh yes. martinis. it was the martini bar but but also they wouldn't they only made certain martinis down it not to dirty the luge they wouldn't make me a dirty martini down it no and i i had an espresso martini and obviously they wouldn't ever put the the, oh, no. the coffee liquid into the luge it was clear <laughs> The <laughs> clear, straight vodka only. Although I will say by the end of the night, I mean, that luge was melting. And my new friend Cindy and I, we did some vodka shots down it. Yeah. Once, once most of the people had left, the staff really allowed us to let our hair down, didn't they? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and people left because at 9pm they did an East Coast New Year's Eve. So we had New Year's Eve twice. Yeah. And then after 9pm, lots of people just left. So by 12, it was really us and the staff. Yeah. And a and a band, a live band playing to, I'd say around 15 people. The band was, now normally I feel like both of us would struggle with a live band. Yeah. It was so fun. It was really good. And uh, then the dessert was also had 007 in like dusted onto the plate in chocolate sauce, in chocolate like powder. Mm. And it had a small chocolate gun and a little peach mousse. The tablecloths were sparkly black. There were gold balloons. And crucially, at the first New Year's Eve, so the 9pm where we celebrated New Year's Eve in New York, essentially, for no reason, there was a full pyrotechnic, like, (laughs) which we could not get our heads around. It like full a full like firework pyrotechnic display happened indoors. Imagine like an X Factor winner. Yes, like it was the very- w- the winner is Alexandra Burke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pyro everywhere. That was us twice. Yeah, 9 p.m. And the first one was PM. a real shock, and actually the second one was a shock because I thought they would have just used it. I didn't. I didn't see them resetting the pyros, so it was really. Shocking to see it twice. And I think for us, it was most shocking as people who produced television productions. There was no briefing. There was no safety. No, absolutely Those, not. That could have gone straight up my kilt. I was wearing my kilt. <laughs> yeah. Just. And there was a lot of ladies in, in outfits that were kind of could have caught on fire there as well. <gasps> it was It was, yeah, no safety involved, but it was fine. We said many, many people were dressed... As if there were, what was it we said? As if they'd just been to the Capitol and the Hunger Games. Yes. Meet... The Purge. The Purge. It felt very much like we were at a Purge, like a rich Purge evening. And at any at any moment, a like a, a poor person was going to be brought onto the stage for us all to murder. It was... And I thought that was me, for obvious reasons. <laughs> being one of, th- one of three people of colour in attendance at the uh the the white republican mostly country club but i will say everyone was very nice there wasn't any there wasn't any weirdness i gotta say thank you for helping me get into my kilt that (laughs) night i have not worn that kilt for a couple of years and let's just say she's a bigger gal these days we recreated uh kate winslet being (laughs) tied into her corset in titanic in your room (laughs) before we went out Do you remember the moment where I made us switch out the champagne they gave us? Yes. Because remember, they gave us champagne for the toast. (laughs) I was tasting, I was like, hang on a minute. So we went and threw it out into the flower pots outside and then got the good champagne. It was one of the most like country club things I've, I've ever witnessed is you snatching my champagne from my hand. Throw, dumping it into a plant pot and being like, this isn't the good stuff. And then we went and got some nice... Uh, I don't even know what brand... What the, what it was Verve. It was, it was it, Verve. It, it uh, was Verve. Very, Yeah. But it was very nice. Now, I got to put my hands up and say, I drank way too much that night. <laughs> well, so did I. But I drink loads all the time. So it was it was a different situation for me. Yes, that's true. Because <laughs> I have not been that drunk maybe for... I don't know. A year and a half, two years. Yeah, I haven't seen you that drunk in a while. I was gonna ask you because we haven't properly talked about it, but yeah, that must have been for you, kind of sobering. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and it was also like I guess, like I said, I I also drank just as much as you, so it wasn't like you drank double the amount of anyone or me. It's just because it's not something you're doing as much anymore. You were you were a delight. There was no kind of if you know. It's yeah. the same as hanging out with you, not wasted. Good. What a relief. <laughs> what a relief. It's confusing because I stuck to vodka and champagne. Yeah. But we drank loads of vodka and champagne. That was the thing. Oh, well, that's true. And we also, we left the country club, came back to Michael's parents' house, and then we did a costume change and we sidled off to a, a gay bar in Palm Springs and danced the rest of the night away and, oh uh, yeah, and, Oof. and things. Oof, my goof. That was New Year's Eve. So fun. Ah. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing celebrity news up top, but it feels very pertinent, is that uh, the one thing I wasn't expecting to see over this, this festive period to now, is that Una from the Saturdays has come out as being in a throuple relationship with David Hay. And I am so happy. I thought, I never thought, after all of our kind of deep dives we've done on the Saturdays where we've watched all their TV shows, I was like, we always kind of pegged Una as the the most interesting of people totally i am (laughs) very sweet and lovely i'm so happy for i'm so proud of her because when we and listeners go back if you didn't i mean we really delved deep last year in our recap of the saturdays 24 7 yeah is that right saturdays 24 7 yes yes and it was quite it was like 2012 and she was really trying to set up her family life with her boyfriend at the time who eventually eventually got married and had kids but now they're split up yeah and it was quite bleak. Yeah. Because she was so hopeful, but we could see a lot of the warning signs. Yeah, and we knew it wasn't going to last. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, to see her now, like, open and having fun, and good for her. So, the reason I brought up Una, because it leads me to two separate things. Yes. First being that we are going to do our next spin-off show. What's which it going to be? It's going to be Chasing the Sats. You're welcome, America, <laughs> presents Chasing, Chasing the, the Sats. Sats. And what that means is every week we're going to release an episode where we recap an episode of the, can't remember the year of it e-reality show, Chasing the Sats, where they're in LA. Yes. And uh, yeah, and we're going to be doing, again, forensic detail, uh, looking at every single boring detail of that show, because it is boring, and we'll talk about it for like an hour and a half. Every bangle, every <laughs> every piece of hair, yep. every... Every music choice from the yes! show, show producers. And basically, that's going to be, uh, if you've never listened to one of our Your Welcome America Presents shows before, it's on the same feed, and we just do it every week, and every other week is a regular episode. Oh my God. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing has just presented itself to us more, like more easily. Right. Because like, we, because we were over the holidays and then last year, we're like, okay, what should our next spinoff thing be? And it's like, well, it's, it's just chasing the Satchelors. Now it has to be. And then this leads me to another thing. Right. <laughs> what we did last night. Okay. how it relates to Una. We saw the movie Megan, Meg, M- th- Meg Threehan. M 3 Threegan. M 3 gun And I am convinced as are other people, including mainly our friend Matt, that they based, Megan's appearance on Una. (laughs) She looked a lot like Una many times in the film. I tell you what, January 2023, Una Healy's having quite the year. (laughs) Quite the start to the year. First movie of the year, but I'm going to say best movie of the year. (laughs) What a stupid fucking film. The most stupid film I've ever seen in my life, and I loved every second of it. (laughs) I had the best time. It, It was so good. I mean... You know, I was sold from the from the kind of the concept anyway. But watching Allison Williams pretend to be a um, roboticist for a toy company, it was that was enough for me. Just even the beginning, <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so I gave it five stars. Uh, I'm I'm going to give it four and a half, just simply because there was that moment where we tried to work out why did. Without revealing anything, why did Megan kill that person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it didn't make sense. It's a little confusing. Also, I wish it had been R-rated as well. It was, um, as they say here in America, it, it, what, hold on, what's that? 18, right? In the UK? I don't, I don't remember the film ratings. Is 18, 15. Yeah, yeah so we, we saw a 12A, I think it was. Was it a 12A? Yeah, I think, isn't that the equivalent of it? It's, um, mm. what was it? Oh, fuck, what do they call it here? PG 13? PG 13, I think, is a 12A. So so the violence wasn't, it was like muted violence. I I, wish it had been like scarier. We had a, a, what what a start to the year. Shits aside, what a start to the year. I know. Thanks to Una and and Meg Threehand just really getting us going. Should we do some feedback? Let's do it. So my first bit of feedback is actually just from my friend Fran and she just said that she basically, do remember last episode we discussed Shane Ward, That's My Goal? Always. I, and I told you about that that party I went to in Essex that was pink themed. Yes! Someone's, someone's 21st. And you slow danced to That's we My slow Goal. slow danced to That's My Goal and she she just messaged me and said, I th- it was basically, it's her only memory of that night. She said that she can only remember us slow dancing to Shane Ward, That's My Goal, because the rest of the evening had been files deleted oh wow because we got because, really really drunk because you drank so much really pink rosé <laughs> yeah completely like full sugar rosé oh no wait a minute I bet Cosmopolitans were served of course they were I'm sure they were I've been really back on the Cosmos lately yeah you, you've been in a real like Sex of the City season 3 kick haven't you so on Christmas we actually spent Christ- well we spent a lot of Christmas together Christmas Xmas Eve uh, together we did a work oh, we did a workout together we did remember that <laughs> And we do everything together. Much like some real LA gays, we after our workout together, we we sat and we had a um a shake, we a protein did. shake. And anyway, I uploaded a picture and Disco Drive Through got in touch and said, Merry, Merry Miss Boys, US equivalent of a Christmas cracker, please. And we decided it's saying what you're thankful for at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I stand, stand by that. Yeah, Christmas crack was just not a thing here. So, also on the last episode, because we were talking about Christmas number ones, it got us into some real deep, dark uh, memories. And I was talking about how I went to that birthday party on a steamboat. Oh. <laughs> <Do you> remember? <laughs> and you were really confused why I was on a steamboat. Yeah, like what year was this? So well, I'll tell you. Was everything in black and white? I can give you the date actually. Oh, I can't give you the year, but I can give you the date. So I got a message from my friend Lydia, and she said, "So I knew this. Uh, I knew as soon as Fraser mentioned the party on the steamboat that I'd written about it in my diary, <gasps> which I recently found when I moved house." Um, so she actually found the diary entry, her diary entry about the party. And she says the weirdest part is that she doesn't mention that it was on the steamboat. <laughs> but if you want to hear a little bit of a recounting of this night. Have okay. you have got the date and everything? So it's Sunday the 13th of something. And, and I like how she talks to herself in her own diary. I will tell you what happened last night. Full stop. So <laughs> this is our opening statement. It was Brill till around 9.30pm. And I realized I was surrounded by couples and I stood out like a blob. Oh, I sat downstairs in the bar and Rebecca Miras came and sat with me. She was really nice. She said her best friend Hannah was being a bitch. (laughs) 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 And she fancies Dan, but he keeps asking Hannah out and she says no. But Hannah was really flirting with him. Poor Rebecca. And then here she just said highlights for me. And she's done a a small list. Rebecca told me I look nice. Uh, Dancing with Dan Lodge for 30 seconds. And then in brackets, this is the only one I danced with which is also a lie because the final point is Fraser being really nice and even asked me to dance. Aww. And then I actually got some more feedback from Lydia reading through her diary and she said that she found multiple party entries and every entry had me, she said, it was fine though because Fraser asked me to dance. So I think at some point we, even though we hadn't talked about the situation, we danced together so that we weren't alone. That's <laughs> so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love of Rebecca sing saying, You look nice. You look nice. My friend Hannah's being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You look nice. Nice. Now I'm going to unload on you. Lydia's like, she was so nice. Lydia, she was unloading all her emotional trauma on you. (laughs) Hannah was being a bitch. (laughs) Okay, Gandhi the Great got in touch because we've been talking heavily about Christmas number ones and also about the Spice Girls at Christmas. Yeah. And... On one of their Christmas hits, they sang, Tesco has provided me with the world's smallest turkey. And then Gander the Great said, How those gals ever got an ad deal, I've no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't the Tesco people look into the Spice Girls look? The thing is, they, they did. Knew, they did eventually. They probably did. And also, they knew the, just the power of girl power. <laughs> Too strong. If you want to get in touch and give us any feedback, you can go to our Instagram, You're Welcome America. You can email us at you Welcome America podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us. And Twitter. On Twitter, You're which I never check. USA. Um, I just use it to look at porn. <laughs> I'm, I'm logged out of it now. yeah i don't have a twitter account personal one so i just use our one to look at porn great i'm glad you're logged out because i don't want you to see the search history <laughs> <Yeah>. all fine <laughs> all fine just you know you you whore your way through 2023 Oh well, you gotta <laughs> uh please get in touch rate and review us apple podcast just give us a shout we, i mean you, you'll get a mention yeah <laughs> guaranteed mention okay let's let's do what we're here to do <laughs> let's kickstart 2023 shall we S- don't do- put that in I'm, horrible i'm leaving that in it's awful horrible <laughs> and we're back and ben is going to be doing our uk topic and i'll be doing the american topic later what do you got for me babes our uk topic the first of 2023 is lily allen uh oh. Do you know what's so funny? So yesterday I texted Fraser. I was like, have we ever done Lily Allen before? He said, no. And I was like, okay, we'll do Lily Allen. I was like, you know, vaguely excited. And then this morning when I went through her stuff, I was like, whoa. Oh yeah. She there's is, so much for She's, us. she's dense. <laughs> well, well, first of all, Lily Rose Beatrice Allen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's born 1985, English singer, songwriter, and actress The daughter of actor Keith Allen still don't really know who Keith Allen is. Vindaloo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That awful football song. Oh, dear. So anyway, Lily Allen... She's born the same year as you. She is. She's... In fact, we're both tourists as well. Well, uh, do you know what? Uh, That makes sense. Right? Just both both a couple of bulls. (laughs) Born in 1985... In 2004, 2005, that's when she really started just, like, bubbling away. And she was on MySpace. (laughs) And she was releasing, like, songs and just, like, mixtapes on MySpace. Now, I have to say, during this period, she was... Remember how you could choose your MySpace song for your page? Yes, I wanted to ask you about yours. We've definitely talked about it before, but we'll discuss it again. Uh, She was mine for a while. Which song? It was... I think it was initially Smile and then it was LDN because I knew it was like 2005, 2006. I knew the next year I was going to move to London. Sun is in the sky, oh, why, oh, why. I had, I had a, because um, I also had one of her songs as my MySpace songs as well. But what? I'm just trying to remember, because the thing with your MySpace song is you had to, um you had to pick one that had a good beginning because you'd only ever really hear the first like few seconds of it, right? Oh, well, I think LDN is pretty good for that. So I was just thinking in 2006, I'm going to, I'm moving to London. That's going to yeah. be me. That's what I, so I lived in, I lived in London when this, I just left uni and this was like, I was just in my first place and I just remembered what mine was. It was, it was an album track from that and it was called Knock 'Em Out. Oh my God. I was just about that to was say. That my MySpace song. I had, that's my MySpace yeah. song as well. Oh my God. We probably had that at the same time before we knew each other. Play it. Oh, I've wait, got it ready. Wait, I've got it. I've got it. I definitely had that just repeating on my myspace page yeah me too and then what do you remember any of your other myspace songs? well i was quite into the early days of new rave so (laughs) fucking hell so but the thing is if you look at the new rave stuff and i'm like of course i was it was all like electory poppy stuff and bright neon colors i was all in right so i had that song there was a band called hadouken that's i remember them (laughs) and they had a song called that boy that girl and it was all about, like, yeah, people in London living in uh, living in Hoxton. They used the phrase Hoxton heroes in it. Oh, like Great. the Giles song. <laughs> yeah. What, what about you? What were your other MySpace songs? Um, so I had Stars are Blind, uh, Paris Hilton's one of them. And then I had this <laughs> this insane song that was called Skinny. By, it was, do you remember? It was co- it was called Skinny. And it was by this, like, UK kind of rap garage group called Lowrider. And do you remember the video had... Very like voluptuous women doing like household tasks in it. The phrase low rider, I'm I know it. Are you are you ready? And it also okay. has a really good beginning that sounds like a really good MySpace start. Hang okay. On. Are you ready? Yeah. She's so skinny, she's so skinny. But what was the message um, of the song? Yeah, it was called Skinny, but actually the message of the song was like they were saying, "Oh, she's too skinny." We need like a. I mean, it wasn't positive either. It was still shaming someone, but it was about like talking about how they liked voluptuous girls. Got it. Got but it, for it, some got reason, it. I was really into that song. She's so skinny. It's my MySpace song. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard that song, but it sounds like something I I'm very into. It now. Yeah, it's not available in any streaming services, isn't it? I have to watch it. I have to listen to it on YouTube if I want to hear it. So that first album had so many. Like, smile was actually is. I stand by that a lot of songs on that first album are really, really good still. Yeah, got- LDN is a real is a real time and a period, isn't it? LDN. Her um, whole vibe and everything was just such a specific to 2006, wasn't it? I also really love the, the ballad, Littlest Things. Yep. It's actually a really lovely song. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the song Alfie. I hate the song Alfie, which is so weird to think about him being like a pretty like respected actor now it's really gross Ugh. thinking about that thing. i hated the video for alfie as well with the puppet in it oh yes it was his, like a puppet of him Th- this that whole period uh, her music was really fun oh my god wait a minute she had a song called cheryl tweedy yes i forgot about that i also she had a very like it all started to kind of people when people looked into her a bit more there was definitely like a faux she had like a faux working class kind of like accent and kind of persona, didn't she? So she's always like, oh yeah, like whatever, like nah, 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 nah. then, was like how she spoke. Well, she also, I was watching something and we'll get to it. I was watching the documentary, Lily Allen, Riches to Rags. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good because it cuts between some people at are all too gig and the audience being like, yeah, she's just, I love her because she's like from the street. She represents us and it's her in the dressing room being like, I'm not from the street. Yeah, and then like, someone says, Regent Street. Yeah. She's like middle class, but middle class in London, which means she was, Rich. <laughs> so she yes, yeah, she grew up in Hammersmith, and yeah, she's got quite Hammersmith. A Hammersmith. It's all about like her background. Uh, her family went to Ibiza on holiday, and she met her first manager, George Lamb. Oh my Do you god, George Lamb, yeah, son of Larry Lamb and ex-host of Big Brother's Big Mouth. Yeah. So anyway, but all to say, 2006 was when she really she really broke out. Okay, so. The world kind of went crazy for her. The UK did. Do you know what's interesting now is when you mention Lily Allen to Americans? Okay, let me rephrase this. In the UK, what would you categorize her as in terms of music? Well, like a well, like a pop pop music, right? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas in the US, if you say that to people, they're like, she's not pop. She's indie. What? I know. She very much did pop music. It's like super pop music. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so she had that first album, which we we knew and loved. And just, I want to just discuss her personal look for this album (laughs) era. (laughs) So it was always a, uh, what's the US equivalent of a quiff? Pompadour. Pompadour. She'd always have like her head back with a little quiff slash pompadour. Big gold, very like chunky gold earrings, like almost like those door knocker gold earrings. Yeah. Can't remember what she'd be wearing on top, but it was always a, a, a long skirt with trainers. Yes, sneakers. I mean, mean, look look at her in this picture for the album cover. She's (laughs) like, she's on a bike. Yeah, it's very, it's so, that look of a kind of, kind of posh girl, but not, like, so hard to describe to non-UK people. But that London thing of, she's a posh girl, but she didn't go to boarding school. She's not, like, she doesn't talk like this. I know what it is. It's that kind of white middle class person that grew up in london that because they grew up in london think they have a lot more of a grasp on like working class culture and even like i would say like black culture like london black culture as well there's definitely like a a slightly uncomfortable thing of like her uh, being like oh you know like well i went to this school and i had like friends from all over so like this is how i talk and this is how i do and it's definitely like you're still white middle class but okay yes and it's very specific very specific to london that kind of like yeah it's like growing up, you actually are pretty privileged and posh, but because you go to a state school, you end up meeting people from all different kind of types of life, and it makes you feel like you might be a little more in touch with working class people and I wonder if it's also I don't know her exact background with her parents, but there's that thing of her the genera her parents, that generation, oh yeah, they they bought their flat or house in Hammersmith for. 12,000 pounds, right. but now it's worth like 1.8 million. Yeah. <laughs> so, or, or like, yeah, no, in Notting Hill back then it was really rough. Yeah. And yeah, we had a really like shit, rundown house in yeah. Notting Hill. And now that house is worth like 12 million pounds. There's a lot of like that yeah. weirdness. That and happened. I feel like a lot of it was reflected in her, like, like LDN. It's also, she's just like, Riding Man City all day on my bike. And now there's an old lady shopping from Tesco. It's like, this kind of, <laughs> I, I bastardized the lyrics a little bit there, but it was just very, like just that kind of it's like oh are you riding riding your bike around hammersmith actually it would be very dangerous there's a lot of very intense roads in hammersmith where you get hit by cars there's that right is there a roundabout <laughs> there's a big kind of lots of fuck i was gonna say intersection junctions junctions oh my god this country's warped my brain intersections so in 2009 she had her follow-up album it's not me it's you the yes. main the first track was the fear do you remember this song? Well, I know this song mostly because on every time we recap a a pop star reality show from the two thousands, like we do on this, everyone uses the, the the kind of the backing track of the fear. Do for, do 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 yeah, In fact, let's just let's just play like the beginning. It's got a really. It's a very good like music bed for like a TV show the, from yeah, that time. The beginning of the fear because it has like this. Waking up in London, yeah. the girls don't know what to expect for <laughs> yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah. Meanwhile, Molly's having trouble with her tights. <laughs> Super fun song, but the point is, the instrumental of that, it's like... It goes into those squelchy beats. Squelchy. Squelchy beats. What, what else was on that album? So there's the Fear, and then was that the one that had Fuck You on it? It had Fuck well. You, and it also had Not Fair. Oh, Not Fair's really good. That's kind of like a Western... Yeah, isn't it? So that is, it was a really fun album. So this was, have you ever met Lily Allen? No. So this is the period I met her. So she came on the show I was working on to promote the fear and she was very nice. (laughs) Yeah. I remember going down to like do my pre-interview with her and brief her, lovely. Yeah. And she was kind of dressed- for that interview, I remember kind of like as if she was a panther. She was in, I think it was like black velvet sort of catsuit. And she was doing that look at the time of giant like fringe, aka bangs, and then tight, you know, long, yeah. very straight black hair. Although I will say, she looked phenomenal, but I will say from watching some stuff later today, I think uh, during that period she went through a bit of an eating disorder. Right. So I'm reluctant to say... Um, uh, that she looked fantastic because right. it seems like internally she was going yeah. through a lot. But th- yeah. is, is this album, is this album around the time that everyone started turning on her? Cause she's definitely, she, everyone loved her when that first album came out. And then over time, she's kind of become this person that like who, who a lot of people in the UK really despise. And I still can't quite understand why. So she's, I guess, cause she speaks out about a lot of things and people don't like that. I think during this period from my, from my, my limited research, she was also... she's being very successful. She's a kid. Yeah. And she's... She's very outspoken. And the press taunted her and she would reply yeah. and give her... I was thinking in general, she is a, in quotation marks, the perfect UK pop star. Right. Because distinctive sound, she's talented, but she's incredibly, to use a horrible word, gobby. Yeah. And like she, she would <laughs> gobby, just do what yeah. she wanted. So I think the press would provoke her and she would react... But she was also a child yeah. at the time, so it, it wasn't quite here that everyone was turning on her. But I think she was really it having was, a tough time with the press. Yeah, it was the kind of is it that that's such a British like I know this is such a cliched thing to to discuss, but that kind of British thing of like really lauding someone and like saying they're amazing and then that the backlash like they talk about in the spice world the movie <laughs> the, <laughs> back, the backlash is coming and i think she her backlash i feel like she still has it now like people are people in the uk of our age who didn't like her are like really still very angry about her and and like her presence which well, she, is so strange which well, is like marmite yeah <laughs> she is which uh, i have some of at the moment so, Bordeaux just bought me some, uh, some marmite. Oh, lovely. He went to the UK shop the other day and I was working and he came round and he bought me a little pot of a little pot of marmite and a flake. Oh, a flake. And I was working and I just sat and I ate, I just shoved the flake directly into my mouth and I was like, oh, flake. So you you didn't have the flake in a clawfoot in bath, a call- bath <laughs> no. with the water pouring over I, it? I didn't. I didn't. I actually can't fit in my bath, so I can't have baths here. So during this time, she embarked on another project, and that was a TV show called Lily Allen Friends. I think this might be when people turned on her, actually. So I think this show, it was on BBC Three. Of course it fucking was. (laughs) Uh, Nothing more 2000s and Lily Allen, uh, BBC Three, it all just, and, and me being like, what, 20 five or something yeah it was just perfect it was uh the, the audience consists this was her talk show the audience consists entirely of lily's online friends who sign up via the program's website Ooh. guests include celebrities <laughs> topical guests from the online world blah oh. blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Oh, so it's meant to be like she started on myspace so now we're gonna do a show about the internet In- oof internet correspondents posed questions for the celebrities oh that technology is not ready it doesn't even work now that technology and we're like fully in like an online like you know the zoom post-pandemic era it's like it doesn't work now and where was it filmed pinewood it was filmed in pinewood studios i need to okay i need to properly create... really hard to get people out to pinewood to watch the show it's oh really God, in the middle of nowhere her online friends <laughs> I really need to add to our list of uh, recurring topics on Your Welcome America. <laughs> yeah. I do have a list somewhere, but I need to add on Pinewood Studios. Oh, so what we've got? The Millennium Bug, the O2 Arena, <laughs> Pinewood Studios. Pretty much it. <laughs> the Spice Girls. Um, I want to just talk about some of the guests. Cuba Gooding Jr. What? What? <laughs> Alan Davies, Phil Jupitus. Uh, yep. Claudia Winkleman. Yep. Uh-oh. Lauren Laverne. <laughs> Alicia <laughs> Dixon. So I think towards the end of the season they were slightly <laughs> like, oh shit. From Cuba Gooding Jr. to Alicia Dixon. I also I love, love Alicia. some musical guests, Alphabet. Oh my god, a fucking Alphabet. And of course Destination <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Another song from 2006 that haunts me. <laughs> Adele singing Chasing Pavements. Oh my God. Should I give up? I should. I actually really like that song. But how amazing is that? The (laughs) idea of a time when Lily Allen's hosting a show and, oh, Adele, she can come on and maybe sing her song for three minutes. and That's it. (laughs) So I think this was when people slightly started to sour on her because it was like, she's not a host. She's not a presenter, but she's been given a talk show. Also, this show was produced by her godmother. The owner of Princess Productions, oh. so it's all a little, a little incestuous at Prince, the time. Princess Productions. I tell you what, if you want to be a, a person of our age who worked in TV in in the UK at a certain oh. point, we all had a uh, experience working at Princess Productions. Let's uh, let's leave it at that, shall we? Real TV of, to the two thousands with people acting crazy. <laughs> so, so at this point, she decided to quit music oh she did and she did another show and that show was called rags to no riches to rags in 2010 okay <laughs> after two albums two very successful albums she decided she'd had enough she wanted just to do a family business and she wanted to get married and have kids so at 25 years old she and her sister set up this store called lucy in disguise in covent garden and it was where you could rent very expensive clothes instead of buying them. Oh, so a very a very early Rent the Runway kind of model. Yeah, not a bad yeah. show, but... Not a bad idea, but... That's very patronizing, not a bad idea. Bad idea. That's a solid idea. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, her godmother at Princess Productions was like, let's make a show of this. She <laughs> so did a three-part documentary series, which I watched all of this morning. Oh my God. <laughs> what a morning. Yeah, what a morning. It's, it's pretty... Uh, it's quite bleak viewing. It reminds me of, uh, from just having read recently, Mel C. Sporty Spice's autobiography. When she started off her solo career, she's kind of a bit burned and she's a bit jaded about everything. Right. Of course, because the press were horrible. And also they were chill- They were very young at the yeah. time. That's kind of her vibe at the time right. in you terms of like Lily Allen. You feel like she's kind of like, already anticipating what people are going to say about her so she's already kind of overthinking it and doing that like thing where you overthink it and become kind of slightly nuts exactly yeah. so i want to tell you some stuff that happens in the show <laughs> so she's working with her sister her sister goes to LA to go on a a, a vintage buying trip Does she goes to melrose she, well she's meant to be there for i think a week she misses her flight on the way home because she runs out of petrol on the way to the airport so she stays another week yeah uh mary portis features (laughs) mary queen of shops there's a there's a moment where they do like a focus group of shoppers and they're mary portis and lily and her sister are sitting on the other side of two-way glass or one-way glass her sister's having a glass of wine at the time don't know what's going on and the shoppers are talking about the product and then they start talking about lily lily walks out it's pretty tough um A lot of people wear, a lot of shots of London of people walking around wearing ballet pumps. Uh, Yeah, that 2010, that that tracks, a lot of ballet flats. And then uh, they have the opening night of Lucy in Disguise. Some of the the celeb guests at the shop, Makita Oliver, Professor Green. (laughs) Professor Green. (laughs) Grimmy. Emma Willis. (laughs) And those names are (laughs) (laughs) Grimmy. (laughs) <laughs> there's a moment in the store where they're looking at one of the one of the uh, mannequins and Lily's like yeah the, the mannequin kind of looks like a a man kind of looks like a drag queen and then turns to the camera but hey we're open to we're open to anyone shopping here and then turns to her sister and went have we had any drag queens come in and her sister says well borderline <laughs> what, what does it even mean <laughs> anyway during this time we're gonna go to 2013. She did the song "Somewhere Only We Know." I don't acknowledge the uh, the the Max and Spencer songs. No, John Lewis. The John Lewis songs. Max and Whatever. Who cares? And then we're gonna move to 2014, where she released an album called Us. Yes. No. The song. <laughs> I remember. The... Let's just it's play. The cover, right? Uh, no, 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 no. What this bitch is thinking you find me in the studio And not in the kitchen I thought this was a cover I thought the chorus was a cover Really? Yeah I thought that this is like Or a sample or something Oh maybe it samples something But do you remember the music video for this? Yes This is a song called Hard Out Here So in the music video She's getting like surgery Plastic surgery And then they go too far And she's commenting on public image but there's a moment where she's dancing in front of those balloons that spell things out, like different letter balloons. Do you remember what the balloon said? No. Lily Allen has a baggy pussy. <laughs> right. It's oh. it's fucking amazing. <laughs> is that what someone said about her? I think so. Right. <laughs> and and yeah, so anyway, ph- phenomenal song. And also listening to that, to your point, that is a pop song. Yeah. Like a super, super pop song. Are you looking at the, the writing credits for... Oh, I for... see. It's, it, it, it's... um the title is a thinly veiled reference to um a 2005 song it's hard out here for a pimp oh because she's right. saying it's hard out here for, a, for bitch. a bitch yeah okay there we go i mean what? <laughs> the video depicts alan receiving liposuction and twerking the video received positive reviews from most critics but also spoke sparked minor controversy over the ethnicity of the backing dancers oh yeah because they said that she had like it was all black dancers and she was like Exploiting them? Yeah, because she was like the white woman in the middle. Right. What a phenomenal song, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I also discovered an awful song that she did with Professor Green. I'm just going to play a little bit for you. (sighs) Professor Green really raises his ugly head a lot for us, doesn't he? Here we go. Do you remember this? (laughs) Why is that? Why is that? that? (laughs) Oh, Professor Green. How, what what were we professor green we we let a lot of white rap slide in the uk that it was not acceptable especially someone like professor green but with that song lily's vocal at the beginning is lovely yeah <laughs> she's so interesting because as an artist her voice at times is so lovely and then she contrasts it with quite hard pop and sometimes it can go in my opinion quite annoying yeah but she's got this angelic she has very, voice. She's a very pure voice. Isn't yeah. she? It's very, like, pure and clean. <laughs> You're really making me realize how much I want to listen to all of her songs. This has really reignited a, a lot really passion within me. Okay, so that happened. That was the She's His album in 2018. She released an album called No Shame, which I loved. You probably don't know. It's so nominated for a Mercury Prize. You probably don't know. What do you mean by that? Because it was a bit more... Underground? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit more underground. I actually saw her live during this period in LA and it was a fantastic show. I've just, I've just read the Apple Music description of Lily Allen and okay. the first, first sentence is actually possibly one of the most perfect descriptions of her. A precocious kid born into a showbiz family, Lily Allen ignored haters, buckled convention, and built a steady following for her breezy music online. Breezy, breezy is, music! Breezy is the perfect word. She has a breezy voice. I love it. In 2020, she released a sex toy. Oh, Good for her. Fair enough. And then more recently, 2021, this is a new recurring theme for us. <laughs> she starred in what theatre show? A fucking 222. Two, two. A ghost story. A ghost story. <laughs> for which. She was nominated for an Olivier Award. Yeah. Like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just, we're, we're never going to ever escape toot to, to a ghost play. I know. Even though I've never seen it, it's still going to haunt me like a ghost. Like a ghost. So, Sam Sparrow, also d- of the time. During the <laughs> black and gold. Yeah. So during these kind of later years of her, and I say later years, she's 37. <laughs> uh, she became quite outspoken in terms of the the Grenfell Tower yeah. um, incident she spoke about. But in Glastonbury 2022, she joined Olivia Rodrigo on stage and they sang her song Fuck You Together all about the Supreme Court's decision right. on uh, abortion. So, like, there's a lot of stuff like that. She's been highly critical of the Conservative government. Yeah. That's why she gets a lot of shit as well. Exactly. Her, yeah. And she's married to David Harbour now. She's now married to the guy from Stranger Things. Who I think is just so hot do you oh yes so hot his I, big jaw i've told you how i've been on bumper cars with him <laughs> yes oh I because mean, you went to that stranger things like thing at the beginning yeah yeah so i was on do you think it was the second season party for it and i was on the bumper cars and there was like david harbour and there was millie bobby brown we're all just doing bumper cars mbb mbb i oh, know i think he's so sexy think about the people i've dated and think about the yeah. way he looks it all it all like makes sense Yeah. (laughs) Let's work out the US equivalent to Lily Allen. I've got a thought. Okay, go for it. Well, it has to be someone kind of privileged, a little bit, a little bit uh, disconnected, (laughs) but also very cool and very talented and kind of respected. Okay. Lana Del Rey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. Controversial (laughs)
0: because Lana Del Rey has done some controversial all over their things. Yeah, I think she was with a... A A convict and a gay man. And a cop as well. A a gay cop at one point. Who knows? Yeah, I know what you mean, actually. Yeah, do you know what? Lana Del Rey is a a good example. Slightly offbeat, but still pop music. Exactly. (laughs) I don't... Critically acclaimed. What is Lana Del Rey's background? I don't understand. Does anyone know? You know, the only thing I really think about with Lana Del Rey is... uh, Don't call me Angel from the Charlie's Angels remake. So the US equivalent of Lily Allen is (laughs) Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we are back. We've done the UK topic. It's time for the US one. What are we doing? (laughs) So I'm going to be discussing Runyon Canyon. Mmm, the LA hotspot. <laughs> I took myself there yesterday and I did record a little field piece. So I thought we could listen to that first and then uh, have a have a chat. Lovely. Just just to give the uh, the Wikipedia entry, Runyon Canyon Park is a 160 acre park in Los Angeles, California at the eastern end of the Santa Monica Mountains. And it's a, lo- I mean it's a lot more than a park <laughs> it is. So uh, I'm going to take us on a quick journey uh, through my day there yesterday. Okay, so my adventure starts with me parking, uh, which is the real fucking pain in the ass at Runyon, because even though it's a fucking mountain, it's still in the middle of a city, so it's really annoying. Anyway, I did great parallel parking. <laughs> okay, question for you. What time did you go? Oh, uh, and you weren't there on a Saturday? Uh, it was 1.30. Fucking hell. <laughs> Is that peak time or is that post-peak time? It was post-peak time. Peak um, time's like 11am on a Saturday? Yeah, I will say if you don't like the sound of someone out of breath recording their voice, then uh, just scrub through these next voice notes because I, I really only regain my breath by the end of this whole thing. So let's, uh, let's go back to it. Okay, so I'm in Ranyan. I'm having to hold my phone up to my ear like I'm pretending I'm doing a phone call to uh, make sure I can record it properly. <laughs> I'm already out of breath, even though I've just entered running. (laughs) I'm out of breath from walking up the street to get to it. So that's a really good sign. There's so many hot guys here. It's ridiculous already. Everyone looks like they have only fans, which I think they actually do. So one thing is that every single fucking person in Los Angeles has a dog. And on the way here, I stood in dog poo. And I believe that maybe, 70% Seventy percent of the streets of Los Angeles are made up of dog poo. And uh that's just the price you pay to live in the city of dreams. Now, I will say that I am gonna try and cut out how much i my, my voice is shaking and uh and, and, and breathing. And also for some reason I keep saying bye at the end of these voice notes. Also, I in your defense, the initial parts of Runyon, well first of all, you've just got over the giddiness of trying to park, which yeah. is a fucking nightmare <laughs> around there. It's quite steep at the beginning. Yeah, and you do and like you have to walk up an incline to get to Runyon yeah <laughs> so no and i parked like i was i parked like three blocks away from Runyon, oh. so i had to actually walk it took me like 15 minutes to get to Runyon. so okay let's continue this continue this fantastic journey okay so i'm doing the west trail which has kind of one very large hill kind of long and long and then a very kind of steep short hill i've just done the first big long large hill I just gave up on that one. (laughs) I just breathed and gave up. I, I also deleted a voice note I did where I was trying to talk about something and I ran out of breath on it and then I just completely just stopped. Okay, so I made it to the top and I got cut off by a woman with an incredible plastic surgery talking on her phone about how she didn't believe in the simulation. So, take from that what you will so yeah i was listening to out of my head by ashley simpson which i believe is in the top five cgi music videos of all time along with uh alexis jordan i think it's alexis jordan happiness and uh brandy uh what's it called um what about us okay i'm a little less out of breath now because i'm on the the decline I do believe that there are some of the ugliest houses you're ever going to see that you can see from Runyon Canyon. I'm just about to pass this yellow house on the hill that must be worth millions and millions of dollars. But it looks looks like I built it in like The Sims in 2003. Okay, things are really heating up here. I've seen maybe six of the most attractive men I've ever seen in my entire life. A beautiful corgi called Colton was following me for a while with some lovely owners and i saw um, an old gay couple pushing a very old dog up the hill in a pram translation buggy is that what they call it here stroller stroller that's it i thought this can be like an emotional memory yeah and then so they backed out and then we couldn't sell them online yeah because it's freezing mm-hmm. and no one wanted to go and we couldn't even like fund ourselves. I was just eavesdropping into that conversation i couldn't quite understand what she was talking about but i love her and i love everyone here bye the main the main thing i picked up from that that overheard woman was the phrase emotional memory <laughs> there's a lot of people talking about things like that and then just just this is a final message again i don't know if you heard me say bye that time i said bye nearly every single time this is just the final note What an adventure. Uh, I'm actually now in Target, (laughs) because I need a Wii translation P, and I need to buy some pants, translation uh, underpants, uh, and socks. So great. Love you. Bye. Oh, you love us. So that was was just some outtakes from my adventure. I have to say, I did delete quite a few voice notes where I was almost unintelligible, because as I said in there, I went up the West Trail, which is that one that has those kind of has like a very long, steep hill to start with and then literally like a rock face that you have to climb. Oh yeah! <laughs> so by the time I got to the top, I was very out of breath. And I have to say right now, I'm in a pretty good level of fitness. So this is not just me dying from lack of fitness. It was just, it's very hard. Well, I'm going <laughs> to jump in and defend you there. Well, first of all, Runyon's so funny because it's this, in quotation marks, iconic LA thing. I, when people visit LA, they're like, I want to do Runyon. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's been on social media heavily was heavily been on social media i'm sure tv shows whatever but one of my new york colleagues once she was uh she came into town she said i really want to do a hike and she was staying right in the center i was like well do you know what i'll why don't one morning i'll come collect you we'll go up runyon canyon she's like yeah 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 i'm like okay great it's like a starter hike yeah easy peasy whatever and on about 10 metres in, she is huffing and puffing <laughs> and bent over. Yeah. And that's two things there. One, it's... It's really steep. Yeah. Two... <laughs> That's our classic New Yorker visiting right. LA. <laughs> Completely. Well, that's the thing is the, the trail that I did is a lot of people who do the Instagramming there, they just, there's like this kind of concrete road that takes you up the middle of Runyon. And a lot of people just do that because it's kind of not as steep and it's a bit easier. And that's where all the kind of Instagram stuff happens. Still steep. But it's still steep. Um, but yeah, if you take this, this West Trail or the East Trail, both of them are kind of, kind of crazy but the west one is really crazy you end up with a really nice view at the top and i, I did take some pictures of myself which i'll send to you to put on to put on instagram Lovely. A picture of that horrible house as well at the top so yeah it's 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 such a it's a, running is kind of a joke even though actually one of the big things is like oh you're meant to see celebrities there last time i was there i did see someone who's in a marvel movie so actually you do see celebrities there but um i really like this weird article i found that said um it's one of the best places in town for encountering the rich and famous. Celebrities that have been spotted hiking the trails include Channing Tatum, Justin Bieber, Amanda Seyfried, Natalie Portman, and Kathy Griffin. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's just, I, you know, I've only ever seen that one person from a Marvel movie in and I feel like you don't, I don't know. If, and I've seen this one actor. So I guess actually yeah, I have seen a couple of famous people there, but they're just not not as exciting as I wanted it to be. It's a lot of people who definitely want to, uh, want other people to think they are celebrities because the looks yes yeah we'll discuss discuss the looks there's definitely a kind of a cliche of some uh women going in kind of full makeup and full glam full Mm. hair and makeup and then there's a lot of like topless kind of only fans looking men walking around i honestly truly did see some of the like most attractive men i've ever seen translation shirtless for american listeners yes shirtless um very kind of like that kind of tattooed OnlyFans, you know, just like, yeah, I thought of you multiple times. Why, because I look like them? No. Oh. (laughs) Because you like them. (laughs) One of the things I hate about Runyon is there's a, there's a very wishy-washy dogs on the lead policy happening. As you know, one time I did get pushed to the ground by a dog in Runyon. Really? Yeah, did I, I must have told you that. I was, um, yeah, I, I, it was when I was walking Hank and, um, I bent down to like do something like maybe clear, pick up a dog poo or something. And this unleashed, to use the American term, this unleashed really big dog wanted to like get near to Hank, but was running so fast that it like pushed, cause I was kind of squatted down and it pushed me and I fell right to the ground. Wow. And the owner didn't say anything. They just walked past and they were like, <laughs> fuck that dog. Yeah. Fuck that owner. Yeah. There's a lot of like unruly dog, dog management happening at Runyon. And the whole thing does smell like dog shit. Oh yeah. It's very dusty and smells like dog shit. So as I was driving to Runyon, I'm gonna slightly Trojan horse a different a different subject into this Uh-oh. one here. I saw a poster for a movie. Oh How did this movie... What's happening? This movie is called 80 for Brady. Yes. Aren't you tired of the same old boring lives? Let's go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is no place for four old women. This could be Tom's last one. He's almost 40. That's like 80 in people years. Yeah, we're 80 in people years. I just really need this trip. Can we talk about this? So this is Jane Fonda and Co. (laughs) And they love football and they go watch... I was about to say that the Thunderdome no they go watch what's it called again Super the Super Bowl they go to the Thunderdome they go yeah. to the Thunderdome to watch the Super Bowl and they meet Tom Brady Yeah Eighty for Brady is an upcoming American sports comedy film uh, yeah and it basically says that it's about a group of friends who go to the Super Bowl to watch Tom Brady's last game What the fuck how th- I need to know the algorithm that got this film made because I know that there's that kind of slew of these movies with the older actresses like the book club and love book club right and i feel like all of those movies are made for a older women but also be gay men who love and worship the older women and are like yeah i'll happily watch them talk about book club and talk about 50 shades of gray and all this shit yeah so why are we watching a movie where they talk about like football, football and sports i feel like it's such a such a mismanagement of of the of the talent i can imagine they would go to the super bowl and end up in the halftime show and if it was all revolving around the halftime show performer (laughs) we would be into that right they wanted they desperately wanted to see i imagine if it was like about yeah like a like a kind of dolly uh, yeah like dolly they want to yes 80 for dolly (laughs) 80 for dolly (laughs) and and i really like the idea that actually (laughs) that this tom brady's a producer of this movie of course he is but i like the fact that it got pitched and like started production when he was going to retire from football Uh and that's what the whole film is about but during it being filmed he announced that he wasn't going to retire from football and they had to like (laughs) rewrite it and the the, the director said that the announcement was certainly news to us so we had to adapt (laughs) 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 so just really like the idea of tom brady being so stupid that he like fucked his own weird movie by just not (laughs) not Retiring. retiring but it's just It's just like, everything that I read about it, I don't understand what's happening. Filming began in March 2022 with the production receiving a tax credit to film in California. Like, oh. In June, filming wrapped with Billy Porter and Guy Fieri being added to the cast. I was like, what is this film? What's Billy Porter playing? Why is Guy Fieri in it? Is he playing himself? I just want to talk to you about some of the characters' names. (laughs) Lily Tomlin as Lou. Jane Fonda as Trish. Rita Moreno as Ma- Maura. Maura? M-A-U-R-A. Like Laura Maura. with an M. Maura. Sally Field as Betty. Betty. <laughs> just love the fact that Jane Fonda's going to try and get away with being called Trish. Trish. <laughs> Betty. Oh, Guy Fieri is himself. Betty's also, that's someone much younger being like, we need an older person's name. Yeah. What about Betty? <laughs> sure. Yes. Just No. Yeah. And I, I just thought... I thought, what a strange fusion of things that I want to see and don't ever want to see. Yeah. That group of women, yes. Football, no. no. And the trailer looks bad. Like, have you seen the trailer for it? I have. Because because like you, I heard about it. I was like, I do not understand. I'll have to watch the trailer. Still confused. I do think that the one thing I like the look of is I think somehow they don't get in to see the Super Bowl. And the reason they sneak in is because Billy Porter is choreographing oh. the halftime oh. show. And he says that they're his dancers yes. and the security says, like, I don't believe it. You've got to show me some dancing. And I believe that we're going to see, you know, Trish and co putting together a dance routine and getting into the Super Bowl. I'm down to watch just that scene. But I wonder if they could do like a the cut with like the no football cut. So we just have the scenes where they don't talk about football and there's no football featured. Like my version of Sex in the City 2, the movie The No Abu Dhabi Cut. Yeah, exactly. Where I just watched the beginning and the end. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write to, to Trish and Co. and see if I can get that yeah. get that made. But yeah, I just thought maybe that's something we'll not go and see. Um I'm still very excited about book club 2 because I maintained that book club one, great. Yeah, no, completely. I'm so down this is why I got so disappointed because I'm so down for this this kind of, this thing that's happening with putting these great older actresses together in these ensemble movies it reminds me of, <laughs> do you remember when you really had obsession, an obsession with the movie The Women starring Meg oh. Ryan and they used uh, Mercy D- by Duffy. D- D- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I famously, famously, <laughs> I watched that movie on a plane back to back with the first Mamma Mia and by the end of that journey I was, oof. Scrambled egg brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was Ben and I for a period in the 2000s where <laughs> obsessed with not even the movie the trailer for the women with meg ryan and her um sjp knockoff wig yeah jada pickett smith playing a lesbian and, and is it um eva mendez? Ava eva mendez and, spritzer girl yes and then uh also, yeah deborah messing as like a harried mom oh my god <laughs> we need to we need to rescreen that i'd like to i'd like to see that in the modern age because the point of that movie it was a remake of another movie called yeah. the woman at no men feature in any scene so every scene is all woman, plural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually sounds wonderful, yeah. but not that movie. <laughs> so run, <you> name, know? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, um, so yeah, and then I just, I just ended the day going to Target and bought these... Uh, this pack of Hanes socks there that you're you seeing, go. <laughs> very comfy. What a day! What a day! And then, I, like I said to you earlier, I got into about almost about four different car accidents coming home because I was so hungry and I got stuck in traffic. I started getting very reckless and really had to have a word with myself at some traffic lights after I almost had a crash. Gotta keep some snacks in the car. Yeah, I, yeah, I did, and it was all all of that was kind of. Done against the backdrop of me being quite hungover. Yeah. And also uh, listening to the audiobook of our book club book, which is a very depressing gay Polish <laughs> love story set against the end of communism in Poland. So I was just, there was just a lot going on. There was a lot wow. happening. A lot of just... I was listening to that in the car with my blood sugar dropping whilst almost having car accidents. It was on a very smoggy day in LA. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> so... Yes. UK equivalent of Runyon Canyon. Well, you started furiously texting me yesterday a thousand different locations in London and Scotland. So I was thinking... (laughs) So I got very defensive and started throwing out places in Norwich to you. (laughs) I thought... I I feel like it's Primrose Hill. Yeah. Because Americans, when they go to London, it might be something like, oh, we need... Let's go to Primrose Hill. Yeah. Yeah, it's iconic, gorgeous view. Yeah. But then more locally, I've always said in Edinburgh, the uh Edinburgh equivalent of Runyon Canyon is Arthur's seat. Right. Which is a very easy, great hike. You go up, you get a good view. Yeah. Then you were trying to water it down with your were- <laughs> No, I just I got defensive because I felt like you were trying to say that like Scotland, like Edinburgh and London were the only cities. And I was like, well you don't get to don't get to tell me what's going on. So I'm gonna to talk to you about Norwich. Um no and then no I think Primrose Hill is right because I think it's also it's got that like, yeah, it's that kind of Almost like everyone arrives, and that's the only thing that people can think to say that they want to do. And then when they go, they're kind of like, "Oh yeah, this is nice. We're gonna do, um, gonna a- afternoon tea. Yeah, we're gonna go to sketch. Yeah, um, we might go to Liberty. We're gonna do Big Ben, Notting Hill, Notting Hill, Portobello Road, Portobello Road. <laughs> they've got a good market there. And <laughs> <laughs> fuck Notting Hill, and Portobello Road, that was annoying part of London. We'll walk up Primrose Hill. Yep. <laughs> we'll take that photo in the. The phone box. Yep. <laughs> Done. All the time. That's London's. We would go take a picture outside Buckingham Palace, but the Queen's dead, so that's no longer there. Yeah. Yeah. It's been raised to the ground. One of my favourite expressions. Raised Something's to the ground. Raised to the ground. It's really satisfying. So 80 for Brady is out. Al- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has all been subtle. Subtle kind of guerrilla marketing for the movie 80 for Brady. They've officially sponsored this episode of the podcast, so let's just go into the ad read. Um, Do you like football? (laughs) Do you like old actresses that are aging gracefully? This movie's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I love football. (laughs) It's Tom Brady. How are we going to get in? Trish! (laughs) you got to take your medication. (laughs) Do the dance. I'm Tom Brady. This is football. Oh, my God. Do you think the dance they do is to, like, everybody dance now. (laughs) 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 Well, I'll tell you how you can find out by heading to your local movie theater in March to see 80 for Brady. You're welcome. Right, let's finish things off. We've got to close out the New View. We've got to finally close that chapter on the thing that started out as a joke and ended with us having genuinely a great time. <laughs> Went to see Avatar 2. Yeah, The Way of Water. Where did we see it? We saw it in IMAX 3D at the famous Universal City Walk next to Universal Studios. A really wild decision. It's essentially like going to see a movie in Leicester Square or kind of if there was a If there was like a shopping district attached to Thought Park. (laughs) Exactly. Essentially, we just went to Thought Park and watched a film. It was very strange. We had a meal... Well, I did. Well, no, I joined for a meal. Yeah, we had a a wild Mexican dinner at this place in Universal City Walk with a really fun server who loved us. I think we were the only gay people that this gay server has ever been, (laughs) ever encountered on Universal City Walk. So it was a relief for everyone. Yeah, it was. We were opposite the NBC, official NBC sports bar, which I couldn't get my head around. Uh It seemed to be playing sports. So it was a sports bar, but it was NBC themed, which I don't really understand how you do that. 80 for Brady. I was going to say, gonna it now. that's where the premiere is going to be. <laughs> so we went to see Avatar 2 and we wore the glasses. It was how long? Three and a half hours long? Three hours long in, in glorious IMAX 3D. So I I don't know about you, but I think three separate times I took the glasses off and closed my eyes just to like give myself a rest. Well, it was so long that at the end I had a, a bridge in my nose that lasted <laughs> until the next morning. <laughs> I gotta say, I was dreading seeing it after watching the first one again. Yeah. After rewatching the first one with you, it was great. Yeah, I, I really do. I really do think we. What started off as a joke, and um, was quite painful when we rewatched the first one. I was like, I left and thought, do you know what? That was a great movie. <laughs> Did it need to be three hours long? No. no. Does Sigourney Weaver play a teenager? Yes. Does that work? <laughs> no. No, absolutely not. Is the is the language so anachronistic in it that? literally characters are being like dude yeah who are like the navi yes correct but it works it works do whales talk in a in a whale language that's then translated onto the screen and subtitles written in papyrus yes does that work <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> but it's fun but i had a great fucking time is there a sequence that's almost completely directly similar to titanic that takes place in it yes there is is there yes that bit where they're stuck in the in the the sinking, like, weird warship thing. It's like a full underwater thing that's just like that. Does Kate Winslet play essentially a kind of, you know, island Pacific Island woman? Yes. Is it offensive? Yes, Yes, it is. Very much so. From the Jar Jar Binks school of... Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Jar Jar Winslet is... (laughs) So just to give you a quick update, as of right now, it has grossed $1.7 billion. We're now at... It now... It has taken down Jurassic World as the 7th highest grossing film in history. I have to Still say well. Ben has uh, lost his mind <laughs> since we saw Avatar uh, The Way of Water and it just daily, just constantly like every few days just texts our our text chain an update on the gross of, of Avatar 2. You've become a woman obsessed. I love money. <laughs> love Very money. Very excited for Avatar 3, the seed bearer. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. So, so wait, did you see what someone called that online? No. My mom won't understand this joke, but someone, they called it Avatar 3, no loads refused. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two years away. Yes. Now the thought of, seeing that movie anytime soon fills me with dread but two year <laughs> in two years i'm up for it yeah no completely i'll be i'll be ready to sit there for i'll sit there for four hours next time no. and, watch. <laughs> and put, put my foot down in that jimmy cameron <laughs> Right. Well, that's us. That's you. you. That's you. Just, guys, I can't say it enough. Go and watch 80 for Brady. Uh, We're going to make a lot of money off the back end of us promoting that. So thank you for for indulging us. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us some feedback on all the usual channels, on Instagram, on email. As we said, we're putting this out there to force ourselves. Force ourselves. We're going to start Your Welcome America presents Chasing the Sats. Oh, my God so excited <laughs> that's going to be starting very soon so get excited for that but other than that thank you for listening and you are welcome, welcome. and everyone head to uh, 80forbrady.com that's the number 80 bradycom you are right up May Street oh you can't make me choose I go by Toyota and sponsors T4 fuck me Lee Ryan's 13 my <laughs> the I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.